0: Hey, everybody, welcome into the Survival Show Podcast. This is Craig Cottle, director of Nature Blind School, here to discuss Manly Musings. Yeah, it's good to be back with you. Hey, uh, I want to remind everybody as we get started, and I'm sure I'll say it a couple more times as we get through these podcasts together on the Manly Musings, we got an email set up now for you to contact. Let us know what you think about what's going on here. Survival Show Podcast at gmail.com. Survival Show at gmail.com. If you have some feedback, you like what we have to say, you don't like what we have to say, you have something you'd like to hear us talk about on the Survival Show Podcast, then shoot us an email, survivalshowpodcast at gmail.com. So these manly musings have uh, always been sort of a, a dig into, I don't know, some sort of, well, they go two different directions more often than not. They go to some real hardcore um how would I say it, data-oriented type of information, and sometimes they go off in some weird, Craig's gone off the deep end, thinking deep again kind of direction as well. Today, if you're wondering, we're going into some focused, analytical, uh, very detailed information that uh, I like sharing things that make being more aware in the outdoors, being more aware in your daily life easier. And... If you've ever been in the military or if you have family or friends that are in the military, you know acronyms is a way of life for those folks. Acronyms are a fantastic way to basically distill a bunch of information down into a usable skill set. Matter of fact, it often gets to the point where the overall understanding of the acronym is what Message here is the message that gets across more so than the actual words that make up that acronym. So uh, I've got somebody close to me that uses acronyms fairly regular in our discussions when he's talking about work, and and uh, he'll say something. I said, "What does that stand for?" He's like, "I don't know what that stands for." He knows exactly what to do with it, but he he might not even know what the words are in the acronym. But this one's a pretty easy one. That I'm gonna go through today. It's the S L L S acronym. Stop, look, listen, and smell. What we're going to do in this podcast today is we're going to break that down, talk about how you can utilize it in a wilderness environment, and basically how you can use it, use it in everyday life no matter where you find yourself, urban, rural, at school, at work, at home, wherever it might be, to basically enhance your life. So thanks for joining us. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure that you're aware of that, and, and I'm, I'm thankful that David and the crew at the Survival Show Podcast has been encouraging and supportive of me doing this, and that is we have an online membership over at Nature Reliance School now called the NRS Membership, and I'd love to get you into it if you're interested, and we would love to get you interested in getting into it so much that we're offering you all here as listeners to the Survival Show Podcast a discount, TSS10, tss ten is the discount. Look for the link in the description below and use the discount to get in, and we'd love to have you join us. Now, let's get into S-L-L-S. Now, at its root, uh, I think from a uh, military standpoint, this is probably a very common acronym and way of going about doing work. If you're on um you know, a recon team or a a scout sniper team or something of that nature. And I think that's the root of where a lot of this comes from. But I think it's directly applicable to us as those who practice and train in survival, uh, particularly the way I teach our man tracking teams at Nature Reliance School. And and, and, in true, honestly, I've taught a lot of, you know, basic fundamental self-defense. It's just real good self-defense. Uh, I think situational awareness is, is a really large topic that can be broken down into micro elements, and I think it should be. Uh, somebody says you just you should just have situational awareness and doesn't tell you how to go about doing that and doesn't tell you what that means. I think you need to be concerned about anything you might listen to them on. But this is one way to break some of those things down, which is just developing your awareness of what's going on around you. So let's break them down piece by piece. The first S is stop. And this is fairly obvious. Stop whatever it is you're doing. I had a really good tracking instructor many years ago tell me that on a regular basis as I'm tracking, I should very commonly ask myself, Craig, what are you missing? And I do that all the time if I'm out. And usually I'll do that when I stop on a track line. Or if I'm walking and I'm hiking and all of a sudden I'll just stop. A matter of fact, I made a video the other day that I'll never make the light of day. I make videos all the time, you all, that just never, never put them anywhere. Uh, I think about topics while I'm out and and I just record them. And then they just never go anywhere except my phone. So, But anyway, I literally stopped on a short hike out with my dog. We go out every morning and do some tracking and do some basically just letting him get some exercise, me getting some exercise. And uh, we we ruck or hike a couple of miles every morning. And on this particular morning, I said, okay, um, I'm just going to stop and see what I can see in one spot. So I did that. I'm walking up this little trail, and I literally stop, and I'm looking one direction. I told myself I couldn't move my feet. My feet are going to stay right here, and I'm going to see what I can see. And then I, in in my mind, I didn't literally write this down. I started in my mind putting down things that I was seeing that were resources that I could use to live in the woods, survive in the woods, and and I just I had to stop. I mean, there was so much there. Now, obviously, I spent a lot of time in the woods, so uh, my list is fairly long, and I have a lot of experience there, which, which I'm very thankful for. But it's easy to to just go about your daily life and and just not. Take an opportunity to stop now. From a safety, a recon standpoint, stopping on a regular basis is going to be critical. Now, doing that is something. If you think about a recce team, a reconnaissance team, or if you think about uh, somebody in the mall going shopping, two things uh, or the two two situations that are exactly the same. If you need to stop and answer a text, or you need to stop and answer the phone, or something. Uh, If you're on a reconnaissance team and you need to stop and see what's going on around you, you need to be in a position where you can take cover. You need to be in a position where you're safer. So you don't want to just stop in the middle of a place where, if you're in an urban environment, answer that text, where somebody can come up and grab you because you can't pay attention to what's going on around you. Same thing is true in a recce situation, right? Reconnaissance situation. So stopping is not just the the act of stopping, which I was describing earlier on my height, a little different story. But when I stopped, I stopped next to a spot that I felt like I could get cover and concealment. if something happened and I've said this many times, but a lot of times this ends up feeling like you're very paranoid, but really you're not, you're actually very safe. And once you start doing things like this, you start to do these things very naturally, even though when you first start doing them you'll feel very paranoid. Now, L, the second part of this acronym is look. So take a look. Take a look around you. What do you see? What are you looking for? Okay, this is critical. There is a time to look and there is a time to see. And this is something that we work with our tracking students all the time, which is there's a huge difference between the two without a doubt. Most of the time, your typical person will just look around them, but they don't see anything. If you're in an environment where you need to find things, whether you're a man tracker, you're a reconnaissance team, or you're interested in keeping your own uh, person and family and those that you care for safe, then when you stop and you look around, you need to know the types of things you're looking for. What does a bad guy look like? Bad guys don't look like bad guys look like on TV. I'll just go ahead and tell you. Bad guys oftentimes look exactly like you and me. Now, their behavior often is the thing that'll be a giveaway. The way they're looking around, are they looking over their shoulder? Is somebody uh, looking side to side before they come talk to you? Are they trying to take in their surroundings before they come talk to you? These are things that, and there's a lot, oh my gosh, you all, there's a lot that goes into uh, taking a look around you and and recognizing and reading people. We, We teach that coursework too. But the point being is you need to learn how to read people and see what kind of uh, important information that they're giving off so that you can actually read that information and utilize it to your advantage. So that's, again, let's go to the beginning. Stop, look, now listen. Now in the woods, for example, we might be listening the other day. I was walking and I heard an owl in the middle of the day, which is really odd in this particular spot. So I decided, you know, I'm going to try to find that owl. And I, I was unsuccessful, but but if I had not been paying attention, I wouldn't have noticed that that owl had, um, hoo, hoo, you know, and this is a, a great horned owl, did the great horned owl sound. And if, if I was not paying to, attention to bird language, for example, bird language is one of the biggest indicators of what's going on around you. You'll hear birds that are alarming versus birds that are just feeding calls and stuff of that nature. That way you can tell if a bird or a group of birds are alarming that something's going on there. You know, I've told people for years that up until a certain point in my life, I'd only seen two or three bobcats my entire life. And then once I started studying bird language, I started seeing bobcats on a very regular basis. And the reason I can do that now is I started understanding that when birds are alarming, they're alarming at something and to at least give that my attention. If I'm interested in looking at wildlife and things in the outdoors. And so that's when I started seeing foxes and coyotes and bobcats on a more regular basis because the birds told me they were there, even though I couldn't hear them. And at the time they may have been in a concealed position and I couldn't see them, but because the birds let me know to look that direction. Well, I looked that direction and there they are. The other thing you can look for from a safety standpoint as, uh, I'm sorry, not look for, but listen for is let's think about it from a deer hunting perspective or reconnaissance team in the woods. Uh, it's what one of my instructors Rodney Van Zant, would call battle rattle. Okay. Meaning when you're going through the woods, if you're, every time you take a step, you hear, um, a water bottle hitting the zipper, or you hear this smacking against the pack, then everything in the woods is going to know you're there. So battle rattle is uh, something that you need to be listening for. And and, and it can be a micro level as much as, you know, what does it sound like when your sleeves rub against your pack or your kit or your pack straps or something like that, or your hat rubbing against your jacket or a big one that I have trouble with, quite frankly, and it seems like a a little thing, but it's actually very huge is my beard rubbing up against um, the collars of the clothes that I'm wearing. And I pick a lot of different clothes based upon if I need to turn my head and listen to something, is my beard rubbing up against that particular garment going to make so much noise internally for me that I can't hear what's going on? That's, that's maybe taking things to an extreme, but for somebody like me that makes a living off paying attention to the outdoors, that kind of stuff's critical. And so, you know, listening is going to be a critical skill. Now, this last one, let's go back to the beginning and talk about them all. Stop, look, listen, and the last one being smell. I think this is one of the ones that people most often overlook and shouldn't. There's a lot of times that you can get resources. Think about a wilderness survival event in particular where you can get resources because you smell that they're in the area. Okay, you might be able to smell animal feces that let you know that certain animals are in the area. You might be able to, and think, here's a good example, okay? Let's say that you can smell a skunk because that's an obvious one, okay? What When a skunk is in an area, what does that tell you? Well, skunks are foragers. And so if they're foraging, what is it that they're foraging? Uh, They're going to be eating a lot of dead critters and stuff of that nature. If there's a dead critter around, is that critter on a normal travel corridor? Uh, What killed the animal that it's foraging on or feeding on? Uh, These are the kind of things that, I mean, again, skunk, because it's such an obvious smell, We'll be able to tell you, think about cedar trees, for example. Cedar trees are great resources for fire starting and survival. And typically, if you are familiar with the smell, you'll smell them as you walk through the woods. Same thing is true for some pine trees. You can get a sense for being able to smell those and smell those from a distance. You can actually feel with your nose when there's more moisture in the air. And so if you all of a sudden realize there's a bunch of moisture in the air, that means there's probably water nearby. Now, that, again, is something that takes a lot of time to be in tune to, but I think it's critical for those that really want to pay attention to the outdoors. Now, one of the things that I, I would go along that I think should go along with all of this is that some sort of, you know, I spend time every morning going out and hiking, but I also spend time while I'm out there in what I would consider to put it in a way that everybody can understand at quiet time. You know, some people would call it prayer time or meditation um, m- more often than not, I spend time listening to what kind of things that I need to hear as much as I do talking. And matter of fact, most of the time I spend more time listening than I do talking in that quiet time. And I'm listening to, um, obviously the things that are around me, but, and that's part of the acronym. But if you consider Consider this This is another thing a a tracking mentor of mine shared with me is try to listen with your skin. Meaning if you try to take in everything that you possibly can, whether it's you're looking for things, listening for things, smelling for things, feeling things is another big one. Then what you're going to do is you're actually going to take in a lot more information. And when I say that, what I mean is... There's just so much that we look, but we just never see. And there's so much out there that we smell that we never process as an important resource. And there's so much that we hear that we never actually, again, process and utilize what kind of things we're hearing to our advantage. So, again, the acronym is this. Stop, look, listen, smell fantastic this is a fantastic acronym that i think all of us can utilize both in a wilderness event in our daily lives in our basically it's one of those things that needs to be part of our edc is this acronym needs to be part of your life on a regular every day situation so this has been craig Cottle. i'm the director of nature blind school um thanks for the gracious host at survival show podcast david and the team there allowing me to come on and do these manly musings and we would love to see you at nature reliant school classes and we really appreciate it and you know what we say here at the survival Show podcast keep it simple be positive and stay sharp